What's poppin'? Uh, welcome back to episode 3 of the Snuffbox Podcast with me, your host, Mark, M-A-O-K. Uh, let's get a few things out of the way first. It's been about, I want to say, 3 months since the last episode, maybe 4. Last one was before Christmas, as I can remember. I, um, there's multiple reasons for this that I didn't upload. First was that the last episode took me literally days to upload. I had it done on like a Monday and I uploaded it on like a Saturday just because of the amount of problems I had with uploading it. I had it all finished, it was just I needed to like change the file format or some shit and it wouldn't take it. And then also I I I I've been I listened back to them and then my mic quality is so shit and I'm so sorry about that. It like it's it's dog shit but it, I've gotta start somewhere. I've gotta build up something at least and then eventually if I get enough into this I can actually buy a proper mic. And I hope I do because I enjoy doing this. But the, with the fact that there's such a shitty mic, it it's it's really disheartening and it's annoying. But like fuck it, I'm just gonna do it anyway. So this is part two of the Kelly Hopskinville encounter. For me to like jog a memory, it was that a bunch of like alien goblin things had attacked a house full of kind of I want to say rednecks, but that's, that's it's kind of offensive. Yeah, just fucking yeah, just kind of redneck people with little guns. And then uh, there's a big battle that ensues, and eventually the family escape out to the local police station, and they return around 12:30 with the police vehicles, with it, with some state troopers, with some journalists, with whatever. So let's let's start again. So around 12:30 p.m. is when all the police vehicles pull up. So there's a few people. Pe- Police vehicles and like a personal gathering of the family at the farm. It's 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 debated the amount of people that were actually there, but from what I read and what I can gather, there's about 25 people around at the farm that night, from family, neighbors, police. I think there's a few journalists there as well. And it's I'm about to play a clip now of, of uh, Russell Greenwell's wife. Russell Greenwell was the chief of police, if you don't remember, um, in Hopskinville. And basically, she says that, or he says that the whole atmosphere was, it was just rich with tension and fear. Everyone was on edge, guns ready to go. You know, if you were told that there were goblins around. Anyway, I'll play the clip. Tension was just thick. Uh, everybody was actually doing their own thing, just uh, talking excitedly and uh, telling their stories of that they needed help and somebody needed to go out there. So, the police began to search the area for any alcohol, because the first thing they're going to do is to figure out whether or not these people are drunk or high as fuck. But as I said before, there was no alcohol on the premises at all, as the mother, Glennie Langford, was strictly Christian. Um, she was she didn't allow any of that kind of stuff on the farm, no one drank. Uh, besides, like none of the family showed any signs of being drunk, because if they were drunk enough to see fucking goblins they would have staggered into the police station and been slurring their words but these were sane people they also searched for footprints on the ground around the farm but they, they came up with nothing again uh, you can re- recall earlier that I said that the 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 aliens they said that they kind of like hovered above the ground so you know so they're not going to leave footprints if they're hovering and you, you might say that oh that's a little bit you know that's it, it's it's good for their story because they, there's not going to be any physical evidence of those aliens left behind. Um, uh, they they searched the farm thoroughly, like every square inch of the farm they searched, but for the creatures, but they found fucking fuck all. And you can imagine how it all felt like 
policemen, cars everywhere, light flashing, people shouting, witnesses talking to the family, children running about, multiple people being questioned at the time, like a house, a house full of bullet holes, a screen door torn down, whatever, just bullet holes everywhere, shells, the smell of gunpowder gun in the air, and like everyone on edge, and you know, for the threat, threat of another alien attack, I'm going to play another clip of Russell Ferguson himself, just now. Once they searched the entire area, they also searched the area where the spaceship supposedly landed down in that kind of grove that uh, I think it was Lucky was talking about when he saw it. It was Billy Ray, sorry. Uh, it, it, it could be that the flying saucers had landed, uh, dropped off the aliens, and then like came back and got them again. Because remember, do you know, remember when the state trooper was going along the road and he saw the UFO going overhead and going to the farm? like landing and then flying off again maybe that was the UFO coming back to pick them up after they were done fucking with the family maybe they're like tourists or whatever so when the police examined the house it was extensively damaged by gunfire they saw that there was, so there was definitely a gun battle the windows were fucking covered in bullet holes the window sills and all there the window screens especially were all covered in bullet holes they examined that there was empty .22 caliber shell casings around and empty shotgun shells everywhere in the grass just fucking everywhere because they went through boxes and boxes of fucking ammunition so where the the two boys had shot the alien on the fence there was this th this is one one piece of evidence that they have there was like there's a glowing luminous patch of grass beside the place where the creature was found by chief greenwell um so maybe it's kind of like it's blood or some shit but i have an explanation for that later if you want to believe it uh unfortunately no bullet casings or a sample of the grass were was taken by anyone because these were just like normal state police probably biggest crime they would have to deal with is an accidental murder or some domestic violence or some shit uh the police they all stayed for about two hours and according to reports they found nothing to substantiate that claim that any alien invasion has taken place except the bullet damage the shell casings and that luminous stain on the grass a neighbor actually said she reported she heard gunfire but they thought it was firecrackers and then another another neighbor had said that it was like a small war was happening on the farm. So you also have two neighbors that are corroborating the story. During the night around 3.30 a.m. Mrs. Langford was partially awake when she saw one of the aliens looking in through the window. She, 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 imagine waking up 3.30 a.m. Look at the window. Fucking glowing eyes motherfucker looking in through the window gawking at you. She screamed and Elmer ran in quickly with his shotgun already fucking loaded and ready to fire. Mrs. Langford, she was the only one, the sane one, that was like, oh, don't shoot them, they might be friendly or whatever, because they weren't actually hurting them, remember. They never actually physically attacked them. They were just kind of watching. So, she shouted to them to stop, but Elmer didn't listen to her, and he, he blasted the glowing fucker off the window, smashing the glass, and again, the whole thing stared again. For the next two hours, the whole ordeal happened again. A full-on, another alien battle happened again. One side of them, I mean. The aliens, they'd be on the roof, at the window, and just genuinely around the house as they had before, scratching on shit. In my, in my opinion, the aliens, they probably would attack at any time with death rays or like lasers or whatever the fuck they had. Maybe where they come from, it was more of entertaining to see them mess with people, maybe like tourists, as I said before. Perhaps, maybe they got bored or realised that the rednecks of Appalachia <laughs> weren't going to give up their land or guns to anyone. Because at 5.15am the noises ceased and they never heard from the aliens again. The police returned in the morning again to search the place. The county folk had left the ones that were visiting in the morning to take care of some businesses. Uh, after, after a search the police found nothing. 
the luminous spots were gone and the roof seemed to have no signs of scratch marks or footprints. As news spread, loads of reporters started to show up. Most of them were most of them were very obnoxious and even wanted to search the, the house and the property. These are simple people, like, they don't want this. They don't want people coming onto their property and fucking up with their shit. You know, news reporters, they wrote stories about the incident, but the most notable was uh, Joe Doris, who uh, he took pictures and interviewed the witnesses. Um, I'll put a few of these on my Twitter, so I don't know, you can see him. Um, he took some pictures. Now there was th there was this local radio host named Andrew Ledwitz who was a a UFO enthusiast. Um, he headed to the farm. Did if he st he did the famous sketches of the aliens that you can actually see if you look up Kiliopskinville uh, goblins. There's like these these cool sketches of the aliens that he got from the witnesses. The sketches he did they're the mo the most famous ones of the creatures. Um, there's two s two sketches done. One built around descriptions by the family, and it's much simpler and one which is described by Billy Ray, which is much more fanatical with the aliens having noses, six backs and goggle like eyes. You know, he was the one that was kinda making up shit. One one thing to be said about their story is that the family story didn't even change. Even a year later, when they co when they uh, cooperated with a journalist called uh, Isabel Davis, they they never they never their story did not change, it was unwavering. You see they they hadn't been very cooperative with reporters as before as they were rude or you know they're out, they thought as if they had to slander or ridicule them Mr. Langford is actually quoted as saying you didn't bother us as much as the rest of them did um, after Isabel asked if she bothered them because she was a nice woman she was she was more down to earth than the rest of them over time the incident it, it became famous and it started to become known as the Kelly Greenman encounter and even though you know the aliens weren't fucking green and today there's actually a festival that happens every year called the Kelly Greenman festival it's actually a pretty cool thing. I, I, I'd love to go. But um, so now we're going to try and get into some, some ex explanations and try and put some sort of explanation to what happened. So a number of these theories, I think, are bullshit. They're just completely outlandish things that are just dumb. Like even though this was an alien battle, this, this, these, these, these explanations are so shit. The first one that I think is just dumb. Is the owl, it, is the aliens or owls? Some people say that the aliens were actually a pair of great horned owls, and that they were near the house that evening, and they were searching for food for young. You know, they <laughs> they're searching for food for their young, and because they were the people were in their like property or whatever, they got angry and attacked them. Uh, <laughs> owl experts um say. They they would have attacked anything that was in their way. So I mean, suppose maybe they would have attacked the people. But what doesn't make sense is that owls aren't bulletproof. Owls aren't made out of metal. When you shoot an owl, it doesn't go clang. It makes a <coughs> and it falls to the ground, fucking dead. And that's that. It's, they're not bulletproof. Like there's multiple times where the aliens were shot point blank range, and they didn't even. They just kind of did a flip. They didn't. Know the alien fucking owls don't hover, but they fly. Like, <laughs> if it was owls, it would have been over in like five minutes. If, if <laughs> it wouldn't have lasted until like five a.m. If it was just two owls flying around the house. So, the second theory is that me uh, is to do with meteor. The UFO was actually meteor that Billy Ray saw. Or it was like some kind of a thing falling from space. I don't know. Um, this explains the UFOs, but it doesn't explain the goblins that attacked the house, which is the main thing in the story. Not Billy Ray seeing a UFO. The next theory, which is kind of, which is which is pretty plausible, it's plausible in every case like this, that it's a hoax. 
It was a hoax created by the Suttons and the Taylors. Remember, they were the ones that were the county folk. They worked for the cannibals, and they they had the capacity to make up such a story. But according to the people that knew them, they weren't they weren't the type of people that would make up this stuff. They didn't have the time, you know. They they're they're people that have jobs. They have stuff to do. They don't have time for that kind of shit. So the, the yeah, and the police they were pretty sure they were good people too. To me, this this is very plausible, as the claim that they were good people is is it's not really enough. It's not enough evidence to disprove this, but you know, it's, it'd be hard to pull off this kind of a stunt against the whole, the entire family. Now, this one is my favorite, but it's also the fucking worst here. Is that the aliens were monkeys? So basically, is that monkeys escaped from a traveling show and were painted silver? And this is obviously not a good theory because you know, monkey bodies it would monkey bodies would have been fucking found everywhere. And again, they're not bulletproof. They don't do well. They do do backflips. What am I saying? But they're not. They're not bulletproof. And also, who the fuck is going to be going around painting monkeys silver? <laughs> and the next, okay, next series alcohol. So the witnesses had been drinking beer or moonshine and imagined the whole thing. This is implausible. As Mrs. Langford, she, uh, as I've said multiple times, did not allow alcohol in the house. Also, the police stated that the remember they didn't they didn't see him underneath the, uh, the influence. Um. Also, there was children there. Even though they were on their beds, they, they must have seen something, you know. They wouldn't have been drinking. Next here is to do with kids playing a prank. So, local kids <laughs> dressed in fucking alien costumes and peered in through the windows, climbed on roofs and trees. This is just bullshit. Again, with every other theory so far, kids aren't bulletproof. If they were, <laughs> if they were killed, a group of kids would have been missing. Would have been missing persons cases. Also, kid children's bodies would be found everywhere. <laughs> now, this this one actually explains uh, the the luminous patch of grass that people said was the blood. So, the luminous spot in the grass was it was it was foxfire. It's a type of fungus which grows on rotting rotting wood. But samples weren't collected, so this is unclosed. Foxfire, it's like it has a glow to it. It's like a luminous glowing kind of a, a fungus or whatever in the nighttime, and that would explain why it was gone in the morning because you can't see it in the daytime. So the final ex explanation for all of this is that the whole thing was aliens. It's what they said it was aliens came. This says that a UFO carrying the two creatures landed in the creek and it went to the farmhouse to complete their own investigation. They did expect to be met with such. They did. They did expect to be met with hostility. Maybe it was maybe it was fun for them. In fact, the family might be lucky the aliens didn't come back on their ship with a lot of fucking AK-47s or some shit. These days, yeah, they did it like I get this again with stories like this. You don't know, no one knows. You can't explain this. This is just something that happened that we can say, okay, this happened. Maybe in ten or twenty years, the government will release some sort of files about research they've done or something that will explain some parts of stuff. But for now, all that we can do is kind of sit here and be like, okay, that happened, move on. We don't know, we can't explain it. Uh, like, even if you go back to the Sutton farm now, today, all that's left is a caravan. Just one singular caravan. And that's so, like, all the evidence, all that kind of stuff is gone. All the people are dead, only the children survived. They were under a bed for most of it. Lonnie Langford still talks about it. Mary, uh, Mary Langford, yeah, she wrote a book about it. So, I mean, you can form your own theory what happened. I'm not here to tell you def definitely what happened. I'm just here to tell you a story and, you know, 
do what I do and just kind of ignore it and say, okay, that happened. I'm only here to kind of let you make it up for yourself, tell you what happened while sprinkling a bit of my own retarded opinions in there. Kelly UFO and Alien Shootout by George Dudding. Uh, so use an article from Skeptoid.com by George Dudding and an article on the CSI website. Also, that book and uh, Skeptoid.com is two different people. So George Dudding and George Dunning, which is a pretty good coincidence. And you can follow my Twitter. It's going to be down below. Send me an email if you want. Uh, follow, comment, like. I don't care if anybody lists this. Just do whatever you want with it. But if you could, like it. Retweet it, post it somewhere, leave a comment, even just a comment that says you're art would be fine with me. That's all I, f I want, really. I'd be very happy with just a comment that says you're uh, I'm gonna, what's happening? Uh, so I'm thinking of starting a new series of episodes. I've been t thinking about this since Christmas. Uh, about basically where I've been going on to different apps with voice chats and I've been interviewing people about different experiences they've had. You know, ask them if they ever had any paranormal experiences. And most of these stories are bullshit. Which is pretty funny, because you get to listen to people talk shite for like, half an hour like you're doing right now. But, the stories are so funny. Like, uh, there's some, there's some good ones, but there's some, where I was just doing guy, and he said he went fishing in the middle of the night, and after rake attacked him in a castle. And then he found a hitchhiker that was all bloody or some shit. Half of these people are kids as well. Which is pretty funny. But if we also get some some serious people like I got one person that was a witch and I was trying to set up an interview with them for the past few weeks that's the person I talked about last time at the end of the episode I was trying to set up an interview with them for weeks and then they just kind of bailed but we like uh, the random encounters like I've talked to a trucker who told me all these different stories about him on the road and all these different things he's seen uh, showed me some pictures of him when he hit a deer <laughs> it's pretty bad so basically what I'm trying to say is if if you have any stories if you're listening to this, anything at all, send me an email, send me a message, I'll talk to you about it, I'll interview, I don't even care what the story's about, I will interview you very interview you for it and put it in the episode, even if it's the most basic story, so, and e even if you'd rather not be on recording, just send it to me in like an email or something and I'll get someone to read it, um, no, I have a note here from two months ago that says I'm trying to get an interview together with a person who I met who practices witchcraft, well that fell through, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. That all fell through. But anyway, thanks for listening. This is a very short episode because I kind of used up all my material for, for the first episode. And I was planning on, if I didn't have enough for this one, I kind of re-record them. But I, the first episode came out like three months ago. I don't know when this one's going to come out. So, you know, thanks very much. I, the next episode, I think, is going to be pretty different. I might get someone on, but I don't know yet. But thanks for listening. Uh, see you next time. <laughs>